So today is one of those days. Today is, ugh, I feel dirty. I feel decrepit. I feel nasty, stinky, putrid, and just all of the bad words. You know, this is, I tell you guys to not engage with toxic people. You know, I always encourage you to be the bigger person. Don't go in the comment section. Don't have these needless battles with people. If you have a nasty co-parent or an awful step-parent in your life or a stepchild or a co-worker or anybody that is kind of not right and you allow them to push your buttons, it makes you feel, like the day after, it makes you feel as if you're kind of dirty. Like you're, you're, you, you rolled around in the mud with a pig and now you got mud all over you. That's how I feel right now. You know why? Because Miss Naja, you guys' favorite coach, your, your favorite podcaster, I let a bitch take me there yesterday. And I'm kind of proud of the sense that I got a, I had a chance to get a lot of stuff off my chest and to, just to clear up a lot of misconceptions. But if a person is committed to misunderstanding you and viewing you as the enemy, it doesn't matter what you say. Like you could give them irrefutable proof that the sky is blue, but just the fact of the matter being that you said it, they're going to disagree with you. And so, yeah, I, I let myself go there, y'all. And, and today I just woke up. I woke up feeling like, you know how you drink too much. I know you guys don't drink. You guys, you, I don't either. I just saw this on TV. But you know how you'll drink too much and then you wake up the next day and you're just like, oh my God, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. Well, it's the same way when you interact and engage with a toxic person. And that is what Miss Naja has done. I've fallen victim, you all. I've fallen victim. So today, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about what to do the next day, how to handle that morning after you've engaged with a dirty I know I'm crazy. So I want to preface today's podcast just by saying, first of all, thank you. I appreciate you all, my audience, allowing me to have a duality. Yes, I am a step family coach. Yes, I am a life coach. Yes, I am an expert. But I'm also human. And I feel things and I make mistakes. And a lot of people are not allowed to do that, you know. So thank you all for letting me be human because this is about to be some real human ass shit today, okay? I ain't that expert shit. I ain't none of those things today. A few people have called me the titan of conflict resolution. And that doesn't mean I don't have conflict. That means that some would say, well, most people would say that I have a knack for dismantling it, for dealing with it, for compartmentalizing it. But over the years, I've learned that sometimes you just can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. Sometimes you got to go all in. Sometimes you got to crush somebody's skull. You got to rip them a whole new asshole. And I have found myself recently having to do that. You know, without going into details, because yada, 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 who cares? I found myself entangled in a situation with a person who really makes no difference to, you know, my life, to my happiness, my sadness, no nothing. You know, they're they're like not a piece of my life at all. But they are that little gnat that I spoke about in a few podcasts ago in season one. You know how sometimes people can be a thorn in your side 
and you remove that thorn and you just kind of give them a much smaller place in your life. Well, this person's kind of a little gnat in my life. Like, you know, I can wave my hand and flick them away and spray some bitch be gone on them. But then they kind of seem to come back occasionally. And I'm normally really good at dealing with it and just ignoring because like it's a gnat. A gnat is harmless. You know, they're just trying to, they just want their fruit. What do gnats do? Do they like eat fruit or something? Yeah, you know, gnats, they got their own agenda. So I'm going to first preface all of this by saying, if you are a person that is dealing with a high conflict biological mother, or you're going through a nasty divorce and you suspect that your ex, soon-to-be ex-spouse is a narcissist, or they have some type of disordered personality, or, you know, if your child or your stepchildren or co-worker or somebody, like there's a person that is simply foul to you for no absolute reason, I got to just tell you, the best thing to do is to always just avoid those personality types. Unfortunately, I created this podcast because there's a lot of the, a lot of us that don't have that luxury. A lot of us can't just be like, oh, I'm going to block you and never speak to you again because we have created some sort of, sort of situation where our lives are intertwined with these types of people. So first and foremost, I'm going to say that I got to admit, I lost my cool. I lost my inability to kind of ignore it all because I was already in a place. We just had, we just got some tough news. We just had a death in the family. And so I was outside with my husband and my parents and we had smashed a bottle of red wine, like one of those big double bottles, not a regular size. We were playing some music and we were just kind of reminiscing and you know, boom, text message comes in. Normally, like I said, I'd ignore it. But in that moment, at that point in time on God's green earth, Miss Naja's Twitter fingers just got to jump in, y'all. And I I lit into that. I, I, I said the things that have been on my heart since my ancestors were back in Africa. I said the things that have been on my soul since before I came out of my mother's womb. I I read that ass uh, the the rights in a language that has not even been documented yet. I said all of the things that I have been withholding for a very long time, and guess what? It didn't do a damn of good. It it, it it literally nothing I said did any good. You know, it didn't change the situation. It will never change this person's toxicity. It will not change the vitriol that they specifically show to me. And I, like I said, I'm not going to say who it is because you all know that ain't important because we all have one of those gnats in our lives. But your gnat can really penetrate your soul and your space when you're already open. And that was the thing, you know, I, that's one of the things I want you all to be mindful of is when you're going through a point in your life, your relationship, your situation, whatever, when you're not at your best, you're not at the top of your game. That's the time when some people will say it's the enemy. Some people say it's nature. Some people, you know, just whatever, a bad energy will, will try to come in and throw you all the way off balance. I was already off balance, but it's just, the, it's just crazy. Like the timing of it all. Because like I said, had it not been in that moment, you know, I was on my third or fourth glass of wine and, you know, we were, everybody was kind of grieving anyway. So it was just a, it was a perfect storm for some junk to seep into my pores. 
And then, you know, I had to go Miss Nausea 2008 on somebody. I had to do that. The the thing now though, and I'm I'm this is fresh. Like this is fresh on my brain because it just happened last night. The thing now though is like when I woke up this morning, I felt so decrepit. I was just like, Nigel, why did you let that damn fool take you down to their level? You know that they're low. You know they literally will are committed to misunderstanding you. They had they're still hung up on some things from the past. They literally are stuck back in 2012, 13, 14. They're stuck so many years in the past. And I could tell just by the, the what they were saying in the messages. One would think, one, and, you know, I wish, you know, I should have done this as a video because I could, you know, if I could just post some screenshots from 2013 to, this is, this is 2020. I don't know what year you'll be listening to this podcast, but right now, currently, and this year is 2020. If you were to compare the screenshots, I'm going to be like, oh my God, Naja, that person still has the same argument. The same wrong argument. But some people are so committed to lies that they kind of just got to go with it. And you got to think about it. You know, if a person is committed to lies, that just means that if they admit to themselves that what they've been believing, what they've been saying, or what they have ingested is not the truth, then they're going to have to really face the truth. And many times that means taking a long, hard look in the mirror and realizing how ugly you actually are. So yes, it is a lot easier for some people to just live in that lie, to live in that false belief. You know, one thing that I'm, I'm, I teach in my, by the way, y'all, this is not a commercial. I don't even think I'm going to put a commercial in this one, but I'm doing a stepmom mindset uh, class. I'm doing one also for families. I'm also doing one for couples. So uh, make sure you visit my website to to get in on that because I think I'm going to start doing them every month. One thing that I'm teaching, one of the first lessons is about cognitive dissonance. So you all know cognition is something to do with the brain, thinking, the ability to think. But then the dissonance part of it comes in when a lot of therapists, I even see this in my own coaching practice, when I challenge what a person thinks and is committed to as their truth, they get defensive, they get antsy, they start projecting crap onto me. Sometimes they'll they'll attack verbally. They ain't gonna attack physically because Miss Naja don't play those types of games. Y'all know, y'all know I'm still a thug out here in these streets. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> let me let me girl girl by I just had to girl by myself. Y'all know that's the title of my book. If you want it, go visit girlby.info. So these people, when you challenge their core beliefs and you could know for a fact that you're right. You can like, hey, listen, the sky is blue. But if this person has been, since they've been born, they've been told that the sky is yellow. And they went to school and the teachers taught them that the sky is yellow. And then their friends around them believe that the sky is yellow. And they taught their kids that the sky is yellow. When I come in giving them irrefutable scientific proof that the sky, and by the way, we can just look up and see that the sky is blue, they're going to attack me. They feel cognitive dissonance. They are so uncomfortable with this new truth. Some people fight through it. They fight through the cognitive dissonance and they see, oh my God, my eyes are now open. I've been living a lie this entire time. Now I got to go and question everybody that told me that the sky was yellow. But then some people, the ones that kind of succumb to it and be like, nah, I'm comfortable thinking the sky is yellow. It's too much work for me to see it as blue. 
Those are the ones that are going to fight you. And those are the people that you got to walk away from. Those are the people that are going to prove to be toxic to your truth, especially if their cognitive dissonance has anything to do with you as a person and you living your own happy life. So I feel nasty. And dude, I feel, I feel like you all know this feeling. It's like you know that you should not engage with a person because you know how it's going to turn out. You know they're going to lie. They're going to scheme. They're probably going to call the kids in the room so that they can hear what's happening. They're going to take bits and pieces from the conversation and twist your words. They're going to, once again, use the things that you have said to try to build these monuments of nothingness. And it's only going to be a cycle. And for a very long time, with this particular person, I don't succumb to the cycle. Like, I just, I kind of just look at it and laugh. But like I said, you know, right, Miss Naja, right time. It's like, you, you got me at the right time. It's just a perfect storm. And so what do I do besides feeling icky? Because I woke up today, I was like, okay, Naja, you can't just sit in this funk. You can't, you know, because a person's energy can be so nasty. It's like a virus. It jumps on you and it jumps into you and it moves through you. And I've done the work to ensure that this particular person and anybody else, really, they don't have that type of power. And they still don't have that type of power today. That's why I woke up feeling nasty. I feel like my skin, you know how you've taken like a three-mile jog or you've just been sitting in the sun all day and you're nasty and sweaty and you're feeling salty? Like, that's what it is. It's, it's like dirt sitting on top of my skin. So it hasn't, I'm, I'm beyond the point where it penetrates me. But it's still like a, a dirty feeling. And I was like, okay, Naja, you might need to take like an energy shower. And I started thinking, you know, first start thing I did, I prayed. I called God. I called God, God. I know some of you call God Yahweh. And you speak to Buddha and Allah, um, Krishna, you know, just my, my personal choice. My not judging any of your personal choice. And I know you're not going to judge mine is, you know, I spoke to God. Like, I need you to create in me a new spirit and cleanse my heart because I allowed the devil to penetrate my space. And y'all, we all got devils around us. We all have devils. You know, some of y'all's kids are the damn devil. Some of y'all listen to this are devil. Like you, you we the devil is is everywhere, but we are so much more powerful than that enemy. Just like a vampire. You gotta let him in. You have to open the door and say, come on in. And my ass did that I did it yesterday. <laughs> so in the midst of me closing the door, and by the way, the conversation, um, it, you know, it started off as a text message. And then I was, you know, they called a couple of times and I was like, you know what? I'm on this wine. I'm in the zone. I picked up the phone and, you know, it just kind of went from there. Um, but yeah, oh, oh, by the way, before I get off into how we heal ourselves and how we fix this, one thing that I know is like, when you deal with these types of people, I want you all if there's any silver lining to this, the, the silver lining is they are so bothered right now. They are so bothered because a toxic person, like this stuff does penetrate them. That's why they're still toxic. They live, eat, breathe, breathe hate, and death. That's in them. That's in their soul. That's why their breath smells like that. That's why they look the way they do. You know, that's why they can't keep a man. No. Back, back up, Miss Naja. Okay. I, and can I get an amen? If you if you're on the treadmill, if you walking right now, if you're in the car driving, just give me an amen. 
Because, you know, we know these people that are so toxic. You can tell because they can't, they can't move on. They are literally stuck. They're stuck. And they smell stuck. They smell like they hadn't moved in, in months, in eons. So at least you can take some comfort in knowing that, yes, you are listening to this podcast. You are about to, find, I'm about to give you tools to work that dirty feeling off of your skin. But this penetrates their soul. This feeling right, this right here, this is in them. They are so bothered today, baby. So just like you woke up feeling dirty, they woke up in the pig pen. And they're wallowing in it and they don't know how to get out of it. So, I mean, if you kind of petty, if you're if you're a little petty, then you know, just girl, go ahead or homeboy, go ahead and smirk off that. So, all right, let's talk about some ways to kind of get this crap off you. Get this stuff away from you. So Deep breathing. When I woke up this morning and realized I was falling into my prayer, meditation mode, talking to God, talking to myself, channeling, I was literally demanding positive energy pour into me. I was sitting in the room by myself and I just said, God, can you just open me up and create within me a clean heart and a new spirit? And all of the nastiness and negativity that was there that I allowed in I asked that you remove it and I started doing my breathing my deep breathing and so I I think we've had on the anxiety episode we talked about like how to do your breathing exercises but if you take five short breaths and then five long breaths I don't know the signs behind it I mean I do I just don't remember there's something about that that kind of makes you feel like you're in control so if you can control your breathing That means you're controlling your body function. If you can control your body, of course you're going to be able to control your mind. So the first thing I had to do was just breathe deeply and ask God, the universe, Krishna, Allah, Buddha, and forgive me if I didn't say the name of your your God or your personal gods, but I mean, shoot, leave me a comment in the comment section. I want to know who my audience prays to so that I can start to be even more inclusive. So yeah, when you do that, you get this sense of control. And I immediately felt my heart rate stabilize. I felt a peace come over me that I just, I cannot explain. But it felt like I was getting back to feeling up, feeling the good and excreting the bad. So another thing that I, I haven't personally done this, but I have a friend of mine that swears by it. He does self-massages, like he'll massage his own shoulders, neck, his head, his lower back. You know, some of you need to get your minds out of the gutter, okay? I ain't talking about that type of massage. I mean, like, I mean, do that if that helps you. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. Maybe try that too. But yeah, a, a massage helps you to kind of focus and concentrate. Again, just like breathing, you're concentrating. Massaging helps you to concentrate on one area of your body. And as you know, after you've had these tense conversations, now you are filled with stress, and so you gotta de-stress, which leads me to the next thing, which is moving around. Take a walk, go outside, especially if it's a sunny day. Don't just look out the window at the sun. Go out there and smell some of that fresh air. If you are a person that exercises, this is a time for you to get very aggressive. I mean, if you have a printer, if you're petty and you have a printer and a picture of that gnat in your life, just you know, print out a picture of their face and then get you some boxing gloves and go to town on their asses. Or you can just go for a nice jog. Go for a jog, do some sit-ups. Because if you are, 
I feel like a lot of us controlling our minds has to do with the interconnectivity between controlling our minds and our bodies. And if you're one of the people that is privileged and blessed enough to have full use of your body, then by all means, use it. Use it to make you feel like you're in control. So after I finished my meditation, I, you all know, I talked about my new bike that I got. I went out and rode my bike. I did a 13 mile bike run today. How can you be mad at a surly knack when you're working on your abs? Huh? Tell me that. Also, I haven't done this one yet, but I'm waiting until Tony gets home. You can have sex. Have sex. You know, when you, when you have one of those moments, where you feel like you're just not in control, um, go and do it. Do it, do it, do it hard. Do it soft, do it on the wall, do it on the washing machine. Just do it. That, and we all know sex is a mood stabilizer. It is a stress reliever. And, you know, just, and by the way, it's another way for you to connect with your partner. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Sex also helps you, and especially if you're a person that's in a blended family and, you're having like drama with a co-parent or step-parent or just blended family issues, connecting with your your mate is probably one of the key things that you need to do because we all know, especially those of you that if you're not in a blended family, there's a lot of people that listen to this that are single, um, but we all know that when you have issues that directly affect your relationship, one of the first things to go is sex. You know, you just kind of don't want to do it because you feel... You feel icky and that other person has made you feel icky, but you don't want your partner to suffer. After that, and I'm doing this, I'm taking all my own advice today, you all, I literally am, is take the day off. Today, uh, I cleared my calendar. I took the day off. I am just chilling. Once I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to go and visit both of my grandmas. They live on the opposite side of town. I just happen to be in the city where my family is right now. You know, I'm just going to go spend some quality time. I'm going to go visit my sister at her business and um, hang out at the summer camp. You know, I'm just going to go and get away from the stuff. I'm going to go and pull myself back together. I'm going to invest in me. Because I, by the end of the day today, I don't want this to be a thing that I'm thinking about. And I'm only human. You know, I know there's some of you that will carry this stuff on for a week and your stress levels are going up, and then your arteries are tightening, and boom, there you go with a heart attack, or you're seizing out. All because you couldn't let that shit go. You could not let it go. It is your job. You are the one that allowed this gnat, this flea, this thorn in your side to penetrate your energy space. It is your job, and strictly your job, and your responsibility to heal from that. You know, I was talking to one of my girlfriends earlier this morning, because, you know, like I said, I... I think it's good. We all need a counsel, right? And you need counsel from people. You need people on your counsel that have the opposite life experience as you. You know, like, for example, this issue, like when I have a stepmom issue, sometimes I call one of my biological mom best friends to get her perspective. And if I want, you know, my cheering crowd, my rah, 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 go, Miss Naja, go crowd, I'm going to call one of my stepmom friends or you know, like, you know who to call. So I challenge you to broaden your counsel. If you if you don't have a counsel, you all know that you can always book a session with me. Just go to NajaHall.com slash coaching. I will listen to you. I will help you. I will walk you through it. And I will not only give you the steps, 
I'm going to hold your butt accountable to making sure that you seek the change because there's no point in me spending my time and you spending your money just to lollygag. Um, of course, every conversation with me, everybody knows when you coach with me, you're going to feel better. That's just a part of coaching. You feel like you feel like you attended your own personal sermon or you had your own motivational speaker, like just yours, just for that short amount of time. Um, but there is work that has to be done with that as well. And so I was speaking to one of my friends today and she was just like, you know, I, I told her the scenario and she was like, wow, Naja, that person is still stuck in 2013. She was like, this is so sad. This is so, this, she was like, it is unbelievably sad. Like, I don't understand why a person would want to give their energy to constant hatred. Because, you know, I feel like when you spew hatred, you're spewing death. You are spewing um, dissension. You are spewing the thing that's never going to make you happy. And then you yourself, if you're spitting that out of your mouth, you got to be ingesting some of it. And she says something so prolific to me. My friend, Takita Thomas, she has a, a, a blog. I met her online, actually. Uh, it's called A Thomas Point of View. If you go visit her blog, then please tell her that Miss Naja sent you. But she said, you know, Naja, some people are so committed to being nasty and hateful. It's like their child. It becomes their child. It becomes that hatred and that energy that they throw at you. It becomes something that they have to nurture. They breastfeed it. And when you breastfeed, you're using nutrients from your own supply and you're giving it to this hatred and the hatred and the nastiness is growing bigger and stronger by the day. But you know what's happening? happening? Your supply of love is not regenerating because you're constantly producing hate. Just like, you know, when you're producing breast milk, what happens when you stop breastfeeding? The milk dries up, right, people? Well, when you feed this hatred, you're only going to be able to produce more and more and more. And so if you know a person like that, it is best for you to stay all of the hell away from them. Keep a firm, healthy distance. Set your boundaries unapologetically. As they nurse their hate, baby, as they nurse that toxicity, don't let them squirt that nasty stuff on you. Don't let them give it over to you. And if they do, I've just told you a couple of things that you can do to regain and pull yourself back into being whole and happy and just having the goodness of being positive, these positive angels that are flying around, all of them, you are open again to them coming back and covering you with their wings and letting you know that you made a mistake and it's going to be okay. You're only human. I'm only human. I'm not perfect. I have already forgiven myself. The process of me just sitting here talking to you all has, is healing. This is therapeutic for me. I forgive myself for allowing that. I understand I am only human and I have taken the steps except for, you know, Tony ain't home yet. So I haven't gotten to do number four, but as soon as he gets home, it's on and popping. I've taken the steps to be okay, to revel in my humanness and to move on and to continue to be better. This is not a habit. I'm not going to be in the habit of responding. I am going to get in the habit, though, of recognizing my moments when I'm a little bit more penetrable than others and staying away from all things that might prove to be distraction. Oh, see? I told you, you know what? I'm not going to stretch this, stretch this one out. That's all I wanted to share with you all today. So 
I will see you next time. Remember, don't be drinking that hater ray because there's enough people out here that already do it. I'll see you guys next Tuesday or every other Tuesday. I know I'm crazy, but gosh, your heart. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. Not your heart.